Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. I almost said it wrong again. <laughs> uh, my name is Ian. And this is Kenny. And uh, this week we're talking about Daredevil Born Again. What a good one. Written by none other than Frank Miller uh, and the arts done by Mazzucchelli, David Mazzucchelli. David Mazzucchelli. Who are the colorists? Do you have it pulled up? Yeah, I got it pulled up right here. So colorists would be Christy Scheel Sh- and yeah. Richmond Lewis. Okay, cool. Yeah. Is it Richmond? Holy shit. Okay, yeah, it's Richmond Lewis. Richmond Lewis, yeah. Okay. Um, and this is actually, it covers six issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head. I th- I believe it's 226 to 231, maybe. I will trust your numbers. Uh, it's 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 around there. Yeah. Um, but. Somewhere in the 80s. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, I think. Technically, Born Again really only covers the first four issues in this collected edition. That we yeah, had. see, that kind of that makes sense because I feel like it kind of yeah, went in a different direction in the last kind of half of this. Yeah, story because the last you know? two issues is nuke shit. It's literally where nuke comes in and blows up fucking Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, like exactly. a Fucking asshole. Um, but in preparation for this episode, I went ahead and also watched um what I had remaining of season three of Daredevil. Oh, it was a Netflix Daredevil. Yeah. Because I watched the first, I guess, three episodes mm-hmm. almost a year ago at this point. I never watched it when it came out like a fucking fool. Mm-hmm. But I won't lie to you. You're a busy um, guy, you know. Well, yeah, I've yeah. lived on busyness. Yeah. yeah, I'm just busy. Um, but I, I feel like the, the first three episodes didn't do it justice. Because I feel like it gets better and better Absolutely. and better and better as it goes. To the point where I was... I was crying about Wilson Fisk <laughs> at the end of the show. Not even that, like, like that he loses or that he wins. I was just crying about how much he loves Vanessa. Yeah. I was like, "Whoa, what? Why? I never thought I'd the, be crying." These intense about- climaxes yeah. all of our characters have kind of come to, yeah, yeah. And their story arcs of like, yeah, exactly. No, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, uh, season three is definitely just born again. You know, Daredevil yeah. born no, again. Yeah, definitely. I feel like those three starter episodes or first episodes are almost like them feeling like they needed to like explain, explain. to the rest of the world the story arc. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there was just a lot of like catching up to, to do. They had to pick up the pieces from the defenders. And too. yeah, that's so true. Like that's the one thing that I feel like is almost a tiny crutch for the Daredevil mm-hmm. series on Netflix is that you have to watch the defenders in order to like get its full story. And unfortunately, the defenders ain't gonna mean jack shit unless you watch Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's like where I'm like, ah, no, thank you, please. Yeah. Um, okay. I love Danny. I love mm-hmm. Danny Rand. Um, the show is bonkers. Yeah. You've watched the first season of Danny. Absolutely. Did you watch the second season? I watched, yes, I did. I watched all of it. I think I, the only Netflix I didn't finish was Luke Cage. Luke Cage. I didn't finish okay. the second was season there, of Luke Cage. There was two seasons of Luke Cage. There was two okay. seasons of Luke Cage. So I think, what was it? Did Punisher get three seasons? Punisher got two seasons. It only got two seasons? Mm-hmm. Okay, so only Jessica Jones and Daredevil were able to squeeze out the three. Pull out a third season. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I never even finished the second season of Jess, man. <laughs> um, but uh, Daredevil's fucking good. And it's it's a real shame. I mean, the end of this season, the third season, it ended, I think, nice and tight. Like, yeah. Uh, the only real cliffhanger left on was that, you know, Vanessa's free and that uh, some spinal surgeons were working on Bullseye. Yeah. And that's about it. You know what I mean? Like, um, I like this iteration of Bullseye, too. I did too. It's kind of it kind of falls into that same kind of argument where it's like, oh, we don't need the origin of the Joker. You know what I mean? Because like Bullseye's a very unknowable guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? 
Um, but intentionally like miscellaneous and like his personality. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. And um, I, I enjoyed what it was giving me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I liked it. Like he's still incredibly unhinged, but not like unhinged in like a very upfront, aggressive yeah. kind of way. So much of like a psychologically unhinged yeah. where we get to see it from his point of view and how crazy he actually kind of is. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, let's talk about, I'm going to move my microphone a little bit. Let's talk about the book a little bit more. Um, Mazzucchelli's art is fucking dope. Mm-hmm. This okay. So, Born Again. If you guys have seen the third season and not read Born Again, it's there's a lot that mm-hmm. translates from the pages onto the show, um, down to the point where I was watching the, I think it was episode twelve this morning for breakfast, mm-hmm. and there's an appearance of a cop named uh, Manelli instead of Manoli. Oh, it's really? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, shit. They even tried to squeeze in that little kind of... That's honestly awesome. Synonymous kind of... When I love that Turk makes an appearance in this comic book who is our, you know, running thug throughout the kind of netflix marvel yeah. series you know he gets to pop up and he same has this thing with old... grotto too yeah that's so true and grotto the as well stuff is fucking santa <laughs> clauses oh god the part where he gets stabbed by a santa claus that must have been just an idea that frank had like riding the fucking train mm-hmm. one day and was just like what if you know daredevil fights a santa claus and sure enough he, he managed to fucking write it into the book but i mean this book is fucking dope we have ben urick mm-hmm. we have karen page we have foggy we even have glory uh, Gloria O'Brien, which is one of Matt's girlfriends. We have, you know, we have just this all-star cast that we get to see have very prominent roles throughout this these, these six issues. We How obviously long? see a very different Karen Page than what we see in the, the oh, show, yeah. you know what I yeah, mean? I and it, it's I, the one character that makes me want to read Daredevil before Born Again to kind of yeah. understand, like, her kind of fall into, you know, because I feel True. like the fact that a lot of this comic book is a catalyst of her choices, yes, you know, obviously, no, yeah, like, definitely. I mean... Where obviously the Netflix show goes a different direction. This whole comic kind of starts because of Karen Page and the fact that she's become a heroin addict you yeah. know, through her acting. I like that they call it junk throughout the book. Yeah, to kind of like, like oh, we don't have to keep saying the word. Let's just call it junk. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll pepper it in there every now and then to remind them what we actually mean. But it's just junk. Yeah. yeah after that. Um, um, but yeah, no, it's it's funny because this book is very much um, the idea of daredevil being an allegory for jesus christ where he he dies and then he's born again you know what i mean he Mm -hmm. dies for the sin of of karen Mm -hmm. and then is born again to to fight for For karen karen (laughs) as as her god basically um but i i this is a very paranoid book the very like the first couple of issues it's um it's matt not knowing how to trust anything, mm-hmm. his surroundings, anything about anything. Honestly, he's he's uh, staying in, like the a broom closet of a hotel room, basically. Like it's just well, like, one of my favorite. One thing I loved about the transition, at least in the first few issues of this comic, in those first four, is that you know the first initial page we see Matt passed out, totally relaxed in his own yeah, bed, and true. then by issue three, he's, he's curled, curled up, up in yeah. a you know in a fetal next, position, yeah, in a fetal position, being next to again. some homeless people, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, in an alley. True, yeah. So there's such a beautiful way that this, I, yeah, you know, it's kind of like some things we said before, where it, it almost feels like this was drawn first, and there was actually a little bit that Frank Miller spoke on where he mm-hmm. said you know Mazzucchelli really had a way of bringing these 
ideas, these, these ideas to life in almost like a three dimensional way yeah. where he was able to just kind of, you know, write to paper, you know, which I think is so amazing and translates so beautifully. And that's yeah. kind of those kind of bits of the art where we get to see just that downfall. Yeah. Unspokenly, you know. Um, but the sin that we're talking about for Karen is that she, in in order to get her get her next fix, gives up the identity of Daredevil to some goon, just for some, just for a little junk. Yeah, just I just need that junk in my veins. You know what I mean? Um, to the point where they they pound that home so well with the needle, it's basically the cross. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just on the floor. Anyway, um, but no, she she gives up Matt's identity. You know, as Daredevil. And it makes its way secretly to um, to Kingpin. And Kingpin is the catalyst throughout this whole book where Kingpin basically is able to control and manipulate the, the numbers around uh, Matt's like finances and stuff like that to, to make him... And like yeah being, being the kingpin he just manipulates everything in matt's life you know yeah. instead of affecting the devil he just starts screwing with matt and yeah, yeah exactly like gets him in a legality battle over some not you know over like a false claim against his you know yeah. lawyership you know yeah. and things like that to just essentially screw his entire yeah, cause he, personal he's, he's life debarred even yeah um i want to say I think I've seen the third season a little bit more recently than you have. Do you mm-hmm. remember a lot of it? I remember a good deal of it, and the f- and enough. I think I can yeah, okay. talk on it because, like, the idea that um, th- he was able to move Matt's friend f- uh, finances around mm-hmm. to the point where it, it locks it up in with IRS and all that shit. That's literally what Kingpin does to the Nelsons meet, like. Uh, Delhi. Oh, that's so true. They so translate like, it to the Nelson's family. Exactly. Like where all these problems are hitting specifically Matt in this book, the writers of the show were able to umbrella it over Foggy and Karen as well. You know what I mean? Because um, Karen is takes on Ben Yurick's part mm-hmm. pretty much, and I, I've always loved that um, that change in the in the show is where Karen becomes Ben Yurick. And Ben Urich meets his, you know, demise, demise, yeah. rather than Karen eventually dying. You and know it's I mean? a much better, obviously, storyline for her, you know, to Definitely. where she gets to basically become, yeah, the uh, avatar for Ben Urich's mm-hmm. storyline in the traditional comics, you know, instead of just being like this weird, you know, <laughs> yeah, reason for redemption, you know, I don't know. Um, but Kingpin eventually gets, I don't know, a psychopath out of a fucking home yeah they never really specify who that guy is which i actually kind of like it's just a guy who likes to use knives and they specify he likes to kill entire families (laughs) that's all we get on him and that's kind of great in a way and so he he gets him to he gets melvin porter to build another daredevil suit and puts some psychopath in the daredevil suit um and that becomes like matt versus himself you know what i mean it's that classic kind Mm -hmm. of thing where it's like logan does it literally where it's a clone you know superman did it and what was it superman 2 i guess it's just you know the The good versus evil i mean yeah star wars did it and (laughs) empire strikes back yeah yeah no but not only it's like yeah empire strikes back but like it's just himself versus return of the jedi is it return of the jedi where he cuts off the don't tweet at me the helmet and underneath it is it's himself his own face yeah okay um but regardless like it's just that classic kind of trope but it's it's done really well and it's it's literally done for the imagery in this book like there's no other plot points to that character he's never named he's never brought up again he was just there 
You know what I mean? In a Daredevil suit, and Matt had to fight himself to overcome the sins, essentially. Um, How did you feel about that character being combined with Bullseye for the show? The fact that Bullseye was that, you know? I think that that was a much better move for the show, mm -hmm. to even have Bullseye at all. Um, It's a great introduction for the character, because, I mean, exactly, it just gives him a chance to be something more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Daredevil is the one thing we do have hopes for. In oh, the future of the MCU, in... isn't it? So yeah. that's like, I mean, so I would imagine any characters from his series would maybe optimistically even be. I I would hope so. Yeah. I also attached to that, you know. We don't know for sure. I would hope if let's let's do let's play a little game. Um, if you had to pick two characters to come back with Daredevil, what two characters would you pick? Well, Kingpin. You beyond would pick a doubt, Kingpin? absolutely. I love. Vince, is it Vince D'Onofrio? Yeah, yeah D'Onofrio. Yeah, D'Onofrio's yeah. kingpin. I think he is such a fantastic yeah. role for the character. No, I, think I agree he, completely. I think from episode one, he took it, ran with it, and has been something incredibly special with it. You know, but so. like, yeah. So you have two characters. You pick kingpin. That means you have to get rid of Foggy or or Karen, or you don't even bring either. Yeah, of them back. bring either of them back because <laughs> that'd probably bring Bullseye. Oh, or really? maybe yeah. Honestly, I maybe mean, maybe Karen simply because she's such a good catalyst for storytelling mm-hmm. because she's like the investigator. She's like she's uh, exposition without needing exposition because yeah. she just goes and tells you answers to things. Um, mm-hmm. But I just, I mean, Kingpin would obviously be super logical too because he's a Spider-Man villain. I mean, he's yeah. such he's just as much a Spider-Man villain as he would be a Daredevil villain. I don't feel like they have any um, what's the word? Any intentions of making Spider-Man at all logical ever again yeah i guess that's true like the neighborhood spider-man ever again i don't think we're gonna see that for a long time he's always just gonna be the international spider-man yeah it seems so it's like man spider-man's everything but Mm spider-man in the mcu um he's like the new iron man almost i feel like you know what i mean he's like trying they're trying to have him fill those shoes of like this like you know cool like, flipping around you know <laughs> it's basically like a superhero james bond at yeah, this point but exactly. um yeah um, i don't know i i feel like the best way that they could do that is like have their cake and eat it too is just have miles you know what i mean miles can stay in new york while pete goes out and fucks around and goes into space and all that shit you know what i mean Sorry, I was excited about your, your headphones. Why? Because I like that they're different colors. Oh, I, I okay. thought that was just a neat little touch. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just got distracted <laughs> for a moment, guys. Anyway, but no, yeah, I definitely know what you mean. And I think if Miles Morales was to come into the MCU, that's probably the best way they could do it is that he's just like a kid that's been inspired mm-hmm. by how far our has Peter gone. Parker has gone. And, you know, and I mean, was his identity revealed at the end? No, they just identified him as a killer. Who? What? Peter Parker. Was no, his, yeah, his identity was, was revealed, revealed, right? Like, so, I mean, the world now knows that he's a young yeah. kid as Spider-Man. I think, you know, I so. think that's the idea of why they're going to have Matt, this Daredevil, mm-hmm. in the next Spider-Man movie. Uh, he's going to be defending him? Yeah, I think he's going to be his legal defense. I th- if if we're led to believe all the, the rumors and leaks and all So that then shit. you think Foggy would be... The... I don't think so. I think it was, it's just going to be Matt, and I doubt we'll ever even see a Daredevil suit, to tell you the honest to God truth. I think it's just for fans. Yeah. Like, hey, we're finally going to put the fucking Defenders in the MCU. And it'll just be uh, Matt Murdock. It yeah. won't even be Daredevil. <laughs> exactly. Um, hold on. I'm going to straighten out my legs. You're oh, good. Goodness. My legs fall. Yeah, to jump back into Born again, just a little bit. Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
Um, I mean, it's just such a heavy book, too. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like, I mean, I feel like we've been, we're kind of sticking with a lot of like heavier subject mattered books, you yeah, know, um, in the sense that this book, even by the end of it, is still kind of melancholy in a lot of ways of yeah. like, the kingpin has gotten kind of what he deserved not really i mean you know it kind yeah. of mentions off that he's able to just fight it off with litigations i mean he essentially just doesn't win which i mean yeah. to lose for the kingpin is lose you know yeah. is the biggest loss he can have you know yeah but it's very like where's you know matt gonna go from here you know it's like he's just he's born again he has karen again but you know it's still not necessarily like a super happy ending i guess is yeah. you know what say. Like, i, feel I, like, I agree i feel like that um Sorry. The, the adding these two issues into round out the the full six issues um it has the ending that maybe the fourth issue could have had or should have had but there was that you know hint at like oh did you call nuke you know and so we had to bring nuke we in. had to get that story arc yeah, yeah. in there How'd there's you... oh, oh go ahead. Uh, there's one sequence where ben yurk is being called by nick manoli mm-hmm. in the in the hospital bed and Lois, the fucking brute of a yeah. nurse, comes in and chokes him out. Female kingpin. It's kind of <laughs> what I saw. Imagine every time I saw her. Honestly, um, the there's I think three or four pages where it's just showing the hectic like environment of the of the Daily Bugle, mm-hmm. and then Ben's like solidarity, like singular, sitting right in the center of the, his panels, speechless. And then the next panels being like it was a pattern where it alternate. The next panels being Lois choking out Nick Manoli. Mm-hmm. Um, those were maybe my favorite panels throughout the whole book because Ben Yurick's face slowly turns into like a caricature of himself mm-hmm. to the point where when he's dazed and, and horrified, horrified, yeah, about all of the shit that, that the kingpin, his kingpin's wide reach, yeah, he's literally this, this slim jim of a man, this long face, like terrified, like, oh boy. Um, Okay. No, and one thing I like about that moment uh-huh. is that one of the guys behind him is complaining. He's like, "Come on, you're killing me right oh. now," and he's like complaining about how it's yeah. killing him that what the, it's not happening. Well, Robert... Ben Yurk is literally listening to someone be murdered. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's very true. And then Robbie Robertson's there, just like Ben, get off the phone. Ben, get off the phone. <laughs> ben, seriously, get off the phone. As a fellow ginger, I relate to Matt Murdock wildly with the fact that you know, yeah, no, red-haired yeah. bros, definitely. Uh, do you are you bummed that that's not? totally apparent in the netflix show yeah oh, i mean it's not even a thing a ginger, in the netflix show yeah i mean it's fine it's not like i need ginger representation <laughs> in the media or anything like that but it was kind of a bummer that that was like something that they probably could have easily done was found like a red-haired actor you know what i, I mean? mean but charlie cox is definitely oh i mean I, i'm not disappointed with the the daredevil the i've gotten show. um i want to talk about i while reading this book and the way mazza kelly draws foggy i had anticipated like if they had made a daredevil movie back in 1980 whatever mm-hmm. i think john candy would have been such a fucking a perfect great foggy, foggy. Yeah. like imagine just <laughs> his, his little buck face like, For, especially just how kind of sweet and fun loving he is yeah, throughout this definitely. comic we don't get a lot of foggy in this but when you do it's basically him just like loving his girlfriend mm-hmm. caring about matt you know it's just yeah. like the nicest side of foggy you know yeah. so exactly a character like john candy <laughs> would have been so perfect She'd be like wonder how my buddy's doing you know like <laughs> haven't heard from him in a few weeks i like it breaks my heart to not know like to know that that wasn't a, like a thing like i think that would be such a great fit um but i overall this book is fucking dope i want to talk to you about the nuke areas of yeah. the book 
Because Nuke comes back from, where was he, Vietnam? No, he wasn't in Vietnam. He was was, in Nicaragua. He's a fucking maniac, a robot. He's a Terminator. Um, How did you feel about the Avengers cameo? It's so funny because it just completely changes the pace of the book Mm -hmm. with a shield. You know, as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, this is something entirely else now. But it also makes sense that they'd show up. I mean, I feel like I relate Nuke to Captain America. So his involvement in that moment makes perfect sense exactly, to me yeah um, but i just thought it was like a neat little like yeah fun little jump in you know God, to the the, comics. there's the panel where it's just shadow and mm-hmm. it's just thor up on the building with his hammer and it's raining God damn it, yes dude it's so okay. fucking good i love that shot because of also what it says which is that it says a soldier with a voice to command a god uh-huh. and does dude, i think it's such a fantastic introduction it's, it's literally god showing up to help the Matt. little people. <laughs> well, no, not only that, it's it's the gods showing up to help Matt, who is the struggling young Catholic boy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's 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 Matt believing in himself because of his, you know, stubbornness and his and his Catholicism mm-hmm. and then the gods show up to help him. You know Absolutely. what I mean? And I feel like it's a shame that the book didn't end with you know the avengers shutting down nuke and that wasn't because nuke gets away again and i yeah. feel like the the book stumbles a little bit at the ending i feel like the, that's almost i agree with that i feel yeah. like this book didn't know how to end and yeah. that's why like they were like oh we mentioned nuke had to come so we need to do nuke now yeah. and then they were like well okay now we don't want nuke to be done for you yeah. know so they're like uh you know i yeah. feel like there was very much like how are we gonna end this uh it needs to be open-ended yeah <laughs> <laughs> um i love how a lot of the details of like litigation and just like you know, pointless information is is eloquently done in the the narration boxes mm-hmm. and just told to you outright rather than having to show like, oh, here's Matt and the full scene in the courtroom or here's the kingpin having to hear out his sentence or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I love that it's just easily told to you rather than than done outright. You know what I mean? Because then Mazzucchelli goes on to, to show beautiful scenes of like, the kingpin knocking out a hundred dudes in in you know karate geese or yeah. whatever you know what I mean while well, he's wearing a diaper or whatever. <laughs> no, um, one thing I really like is that the structure of this book and the way that the kingpin kind of uh, attacks Matt, and mm-hmm. that's what the little descriptor really just kind of talks about at yeah. the beginning is that imagine the kingpin like a spider and Matt being a like a fly stuck yeah. in his web and how he's just been meticulously attacking his prey you know what i mean that's kind of how it describes it and that's so true and but i love that shot where matt's just going home and his apartment just blows up and that's that moment where he realizes he's like i would never put this together i had to sign your work he's like it's this the fucking kingpin and i thought in that moment he would realize like oh this is obviously just the kingpin fucking with me but i feel like even still the paranoia is so hard on like okay who's all working for him because he even gets you know paranoid towards frank Foggy, Frankie, Franklin. Yeah, that's where my brain was. Foggy. Yeah, I was a little frustrated because um, I mean these are these are books that come out monthly. Each yeah. issue, you know, and so it, at the beginning of every issue, it has to retell you like, here's Ben Urich. Here's what it's all about. Here's a couple more narration boxes talking yeah. about Ben Urich. Here's Foggy Nelson, and and it's like, yeah, we get it. There's seven characters. We don't need seven pages telling us all the same thing over again. Um, but like it also drives home the the paranoia in those first couple of issues where Matt's really feeling it and and it really bums you out it makes you feel like fuck Matt get out of this funk already mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you we get it you're fucked up do your best to figure out your way out yeah which is something that i also struggle with with 
the television show because it almost feels like uh, like eighty five percent of the time when Matt's set up with a task that he has to do, he goes about it the wrong way. Yeah, he chooses some side ass ways to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, are you trying to kill yourself? And there's, there's a part where it really feels like he's trying to kill himself. You know what I mean? Um, a man without hope is a man without fear. (laughs) Is that, what is that? That's from the book. Oh, it is. Okay. (laughs) Um, do you want to take a quick break and then we'll come back to to talk more about Daredevil? You got it. Okay. We'll be born again in just a minute. Okay. Hey guys, we're back. Um, <laughs> so um, there's there's another uh, parallel that I wanted to talk about, uh-huh. which is the the sinking mat in a cab scene. Mm-hmm. It's done in this this book, and it's it's done so quick and so well that you gather everything you need to know right right from there. Mm-hmm. It's also done in the show. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, they do the same kind of thing where they they tell Kingpin like, "Hey, there's no there's nobody." Yeah. They pulled the 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 cab up. There's nobody in the in the cab. Um and then we see the those beautiful shots of 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 the Kingpin just looking over the New York skyline just there is no corpse. Just like those words just like yeah, rattling, and rattling in his yeah. head just there is no corpse. <laughs> And no. it makes me love that they loved pinks so much in the 80s and Dude. the fact that like these pink, you know, that pink city, you know, just a, a silhouette kingpin in front of it. It's just yeah. such a gorgeous shot, you know. The colors in this book are wonderful. Mm-hmm. I love like every shot in this book. Um, there's just the Mazzucchelli does such a great job because Mazzucchelli is a good caricature artist at the same time. We see like the real fright when we ever jump back to Karen in Mexico mm-hmm. and she's terrified of literally everything. Yeah. And it's, it's showing her paranoia at the same time. And, and she's looking for her Christ basically in Matt, you know, she's, even though she's betrayed Matt, she still sees him as her savior. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like how a Catholic would see themselves mm-hmm. if they committed a sin. You yeah. Know it's like a Judas complex. You know what I mean? Like yeah. she betrayed him, but you know, it's like, she's so guilt ridden by the act in and of itself that, you know, she like can't accept herself anymore. You know, yeah. She can't cope with reality anymore. Um, I love the scene, um, or the several pages of scenes where it's Matt laying in the, in the alleyway and he's, he's sleeping with the homeless people and he's like, kind of dreaming kind of reliving his origin Mm -hmm. of like getting the radioactive shit in his eyes um all the panels on the side of him sleeping are in complete black and it's literally of like mother maggie or sister maggie and and his dad coming to visit him while he's when he first got blinded yeah he's like first experiencing all his powers and like the fact that he can like smell the drunk guy in the bed next it's like that first few days in the hospital yeah i i I just love that shit Mm -hmm. i feel like it's a good because this is a good story to kind of give anyone for someone someone who at least has seen the show 
it's like, hey, you want to read Daredevil? This is a good jumping on point right here. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, it, it tells you everything you need to know, especially in the comic books up to this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Karen drama would be a little confusing. I feel like just because True. you just, you know, but if any, once again, anybody who watches the show will at least know who Karen Page is and just be like, oh, I True. guess she's just a fucked up person in the comic <laughs> books, you know, yeah. versus, you know, someone useful in the show. I feel like for a long time, Karen was kind of a character that writers came back to and was like, oh, I remember her from like when I first read Daredevil. Yeah. You know what I mean? So let's bring her back in somehow. Yeah, and then and, we'll have a villain terribly abuser. <laughs> yeah. And as I feel like Karen's role in Daredevil, really. Yeah, definitely, because later on, Kevin Smith does the exact same thing, brings back Bullseye as well, and has Bullseye kill Karen. You know what I mean? That's that's Karen's... It was like 1999. Yeah, she's either going crazy or being killed. That's pretty <laughs> much Karen's legacy. Yeah, but apparently at some point between the origin of Daredevil and... The, these issues she was an actress um which i i didn't know that much yeah, about exactly because you know i don't know that much but about even her. without having known that i felt like it was still an easy enough to read to understand what was going on that yeah for whatever reason karen now loves the junk yeah. and <laughs> yeah. was an actress you know? yeah um uh let me see what else can we talk about with this book i mean oh the scene where lois goes and is in Ben Yurick's apartment. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Where she hangs fucking She hangs his wife. Ben yeah. Yurick's wife. Okay. The, I was on the edge of my seat reading Oh, really? Shit. Yeah, no, like, so I that knew kind of. so much of what this book had to offer. I knew that the Avengers were in it. I knew that J. Jonah Jameson was in it. I knew you didn't expect Lois. I did. I well, I didn't <laughs> expect kidding. Lois for sure. I didn't know if Ben Yurick's wife was gonna live. I yeah. was like, oh fuck, do I have to watch this? Am I really gonna watch Ben Yurick's wife die? Um, thankfully, she doesn't. But I was on the edge of my seat for this shit. And then there's that cop, that Swedish cop. Is that what he was? Mm-hmm. He's with Ben Urich, like escorting him back to his apartment. And Lois bashes his head into the fucking closet. And then out of nowhere, you see Daredevil's red glove. And it's not even Daredevil. It's Matt. Matt doesn't put on the suit for a long time. Yeah. I mean, there's there's several panels throughout this book where he's like beating up gangsters in like a bar. And he's like, who knows anything about Matt Murdock? Tell me what you know, you know. and other than that, he is Matt Murdock throughout most of this book. Yeah, and almost unrecognized Matt Murdock because yeah. he even stays close to his friends at times and is cooking yeah. at the diner they regularly yeah. go to and they just aren't even aware that he's there. You yeah. know? <laughs> Definitely. There's a part where he's sitting back to back with Ben Yurick mm-hmm. in the, the fucking uh, booth behind him. Yeah, well, and there's even a part where Foggy runs past him when oh, yeah. Glory gets shot and he's like, thank God he didn't actually look at me or he would have you know noticed me. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, so it almost shows how not even like how his fall from grace, his fall from grace, but how much he even physically has like let himself go and let you know, his probably, demeanor go. Yeah. He's unrecognizable. He's not carrying himself the same way. Exactly, he's become an unrecognizable version of himself. And yeah, that's, yeah, it's truly, you know. Um, but I mean, there's, I mean, this is all paralleled perfectly in the show. I thought the show that to think about it, the show did such a phenomenal job. I remember watching the show, you know, before I read Born Again. I'm just showing the the character of Ben Yurick. I can't even imagine if anybody else would have done this comic because no one else, I feel like, could have done the justice of just exactly how dramatic the characters need to look. Just like you were saying earlier, Karen in Mexico and how just dramatic and frantic she looks. The artwork just hits those emotions spot on. You know, you feel that panic. You feel that horrificness in Ben Yurick listening to what he's hearing. There's, There's this page right here that we're looking at where up in the top left corner... Kingpin is as defined as can be, 
and then as the time you get to Ben Urich's page, he's literally a cartoon. Yeah, he's so he's cartoonish. Lying. Yeah, and I love the way that that Mazzucchelli is able to just like draw that, and it makes sense in the mm-hmm. same book. You know what I mean? Because the kingpin in that moment is composed and put together, and yeah. if anything's succeeding, so of course he's a composed and structured image. Yeah, yeah it re- relates how they're feeling. Yeah, is based on how they're drawn, which is fantastic. I mean, that's how you do it. You know. You want to talk more about the third season of Daredevil? I was yeah, I was just going to talk a little bit on it and the fact that uh, when I watched it before I'd ever read Born Again, mm-hmm. um, I was like, dang, this is some like dark subject matter. I yeah. can't believe that you know the MCU is choosing to go this. And then you read Born Again, you're like, well, shit, this is that dark subject matter, like yep. beautifully translated onto screen. I thought I was really blown away by how much. Even the little details, like the cop, you know, the small line characters who show yep. up in this comic that like show Manoli up, in and the, yeah, like Manoli that. and stuff like that, um, that show up in this. I was really impressed by how much I felt like the show writers took the time to really try to translate this no, yeah, definitely. onto screen, you know, and but still have the the things that t- they kept consistent through the storyline, like yeah. the Vanessa story, or yeah. you know, oh, what yeah, I mean, definitely. and Karen Page being a useful human being, no, things yeah. like that. Um, no, I love Karen in the show. Uh, she's one of my favorite characters because just like Matt, she's just as stubborn. Um, I want to talk about how Daredevil is this perfect avenue for <clears throat> for a creator to come onto the book and try something bonkers and off the wall, and it would make sense. You know what I mean? Daredevil is this perfect testing ground where you can bend and break the character in a lot of ways no one would ever allow you to do with Spider-Man or or Iron Man or something like that. You know what I mean? Because Daredevil is, he can be jovial and light like Mark Miller does him. Or, or not Mark Miller, god damn it, Mark Wade. Yeah, I understand. Or, uh, that's the second time I've said Mark Miller. <laughs> it's because we were looking at all those Mark Miller comics <laughs> earlier. Um, or like something like this where the complete opposite, where Frank Miller literally breaks him the other direction yeah. you know what i mean because you can have daredevil be pulpy you can have him be poppy mm-hmm. you can have him be like anything you really need him to be because he is all of those things at the same time you know what i mean mm-hmm. he is a man in tights who is a boxer he is a you know blind man with superpowers yeah. radioactive superpowers or he's just a guy that beats on criminals yeah. you know what i mean like it's it's crazy how how wonderfully versatile this character can be. He can be written this rough mm-hmm. and it still totally makes sense. You're like, no, oh, that, that's what Daredevil is capable of. And then he can be mar- written like Mark Wade, like swinging around the city yeah. like Spider-Man. You're like, no, that makes sense. That's yeah. how Daredevil works. And yeah. it's like, and they're so far apart from each other. I totally Definitely. understand. Yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. I love this character. Um, and I think I'm actually kind of happy we got more Frank Miller daredevil in the mcu yeah, versus no, mark wade daredevil you know what i mean because it's like we're getting mark wade's spider-man is what yeah. it feels like in the mcu you know so. that's very true yeah um this this born again is one of the essential building blocks you need to know before a creator like like zadarsky or mm-hmm. anybody else gets onto the book this is something that you will find yourself referencing back to a mm-hmm. lot i think is is just the the everything that that Frank Miller has built is is really essential to to Daredevil to Daredevil as a whole. And like you said, like, it's... he's he's the one that Frank Miller made Electra. Frank mm-hmm. Miller killed Electra. You know, <laughs> you know, it. A lot of what makes Daredevil is Frank Miller's Daredevil. Um, and and I guess subsequently 
Bendis as well, because Bendis goes on to show a lot of the legality that that I guess Matt Murdock is more built out of. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like I think if you were to look at what makes a good Daredevil is Frank Miller, and what makes a good Matt Murdock would be probably Brian Michael Brian Bendis. Michael Bendis. Yeah, I mean. Because Brian does a lot of like that deep shit when it comes to like Jess and everything, yeah. Jessica Jones. No, absolutely. Where Frank Miller is like the man becoming the hero, you know. Yeah. Brian Michael Bendis is the man, and how he is a hero. You <laughs> right. know, <laughs> that's that's a good call. Yeah. Um, I mean, do we have anything else we want to say about this beautiful, wonderful book? Before, if you haven't read it before listening, to this read it. No, yeah, definitely. If anything, I'm. I was one thing I was just gonna note on is De- Deborah Ann Wall, that's the actress that plays Karen Page. Uh-huh. She's got that like kind of crazy girl face where I uh-huh. feel like we could have totally gotten a fun, unhinged Karen Page out of her, and that would have been such a cool thing she could have done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I mean, they could have done. They hinted at that with Karen's episode. Do you remember mm-hmm. Karen's episode in the third season? I think it's episode ten. I think it's literally just called Karen, mm-hmm. and it shows her like a crazy backstory, her origin. Yeah, because like the the opening starts out with like a Lil John song, and it's her partying at some college she doesn't go to, yeah. and selling drugs to college kids. And it's like the fuck, and she's like in a in her underwear and shit, and like it's like what the fuck is happening? And then you see her like working at the diner with her her brother and her dad, and then. You know, all the tragedy that follows after that. Do you but, feel like that was them trying to be like, we're going to do Unhinged Karen, but only a little bit. And then we're yeah. going to do it pre-Murdoch. Murdoch, Nelson, yeah. yeah, Nelson Murdoch. You know? I think I think that that's probably the smartest way to do it. I like because it's hard to, I think nowadays, write women into an unhinged like path. Situation like that, yeah. Because like... It, you look at something like WandaVision and, and you're already kind of like, you know, sucking on your teeth mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, I don't know if we need that. Yeah. Really. You know what I mean? Like, of course we want Wanda to break the multiverse. Cause haha, that's awesome. And cool. <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, where is, where's her strength that she's shown up until this point? You yeah. know what I mean? It's just crazy. But I, I love, um, what was her name? Deborah and what was that? Oh, she's she does a great Karen. Yeah, I thought she was a great Karen. I th- really think the casting in that whole show is top notch. You know I agree. I, mean? I love Foggy. I love everybody in that show. It's a bummer we'll never get more of it, but I really do hope for some more, sort of some sort of at least those characters in the future, even if it just means getting Matt Murdock. How would you feel if, if like the the main four characters, Foggy, Karen, Kingpin, and Matt, they all came back, but Somehow. without the history? How would you feel about that? Because I feel like that's something that's floating around out there in the rumor space of, of online is that like, yeah, they're coming back, but not as the characters you know them to be. Oh, would that be a bummer? I think that would be a little bit of a bummer for me. I mean, it make it would make sense because I couldn't imagine how they would fit in a Spider-Man movie. True. Like even the way they are now, they're such grounded characters that yeah. could almost re- exist in our real world especially the way they designed daredevil's power set in the show you know what i mean yeah. he's never swinging around doing anything particular crazy everything he does is pretty Very much true. in the you know real world so to have that translate next to a swinging crazy you know night monkey yeah. spider-man whatever his name is <laughs> night monkey god damn it um would just be kind of like mind-breaking in a way or i'd be very interested to see how they would pull that off you know yeah so i think you're right that if we do get charlie cox we will be getting matt murdoch and not even you know yeah, we'll especially get... in the spider-man movie because mm-hmm. i think there's another rumor floating around that 
he's going to show up as Daredevil not only in the She-Hulk show, oh, but also in Secret of Invasion as well, which is like, boy, howdy. I I don't even know if I want to go down that route. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, it. I'm in, I'm eternally grateful that we have this show on Netflix. It's not going anywhere. Netflix isn't going to purge it from its library. It needs everything it can at this point. Um, I'm grateful that we have it. It ends and on a pretty good, happy note. And if we ever really want that gritty look at Daredevil again, we can always revisit this because mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. Um, it's, it's. I'm worried about the version of Daredevil we're going to get forward and moving the, forward. Yeah. yeah. So, and I won't. I won't be bummed because we'll have it both. But at the same time, it's like shit. They really built a great mythos right here. You mm-hmm. know. So no, you're right. But we'll always have these three seasons and eight episodes of Defenders. But <laughs> how do you feel about Defenders as a whole? It's it's not the worst. I mean, that's just it. I remember watching it and thinking it was fine. I just am bummed because you exactly have to kind of watch Iron Fist and kind of half you don't have to watch you know the one Jessica Jones or you Luke Cage. Don't have to watch is Luke, Luke Cage, Cage at all at all. Like truly, all you need to know is that yeah, Claire shows up in all the other shows. Yeah, but I guess her and and Cage are, are dating. An actual thing. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy because he also sleeps with Misty Knight, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. Luke Cage. Luke Cage sleeps with not only Claire Misty Knight but also Jessica Jones. Yeah, like yeah. you expect him and Jessica Jones to end up together because of the and they comics. Don't. Yeah, but no, he's like sleeping with everybody instead. <laughs> and poor Danny doesn't get to be with his anybody <laughs> comic book. Uh, oh no, he gets to be with Colleen. In the yeah, end, he's right? in Colleen. He's with Colleen Wing in the show. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, that's not terrible. I guess no. it's just I'm so used to Danny being with Misty Knight. Yeah. Like it just blows my mind that there's. Oh, like currently in the comics that they aren't together. It that those that's like one of those couples that you're like, oh yeah, that's forever. Yeah, that's forever. And there's right not there. even <laughs> at all in either world. I think it was in Nick Spencer's run of Sam Wilson's Captain America. He has Sam Wilson hook up with Misty Knight, and I was like, oh, don't do this. You're breaking my heart. A little bit. <laughs> Especially because in Mark Wade's like Avengers, he's over there kissing Jane Foster, and I'm like, make. Yeah, please. Like, no, like, I'm more for that. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, anyway, well, um, next week we're going to be doing Coda, Coda, bye. which is a 12 issue series. It's written by Simon Spurrier and art by Matthias Bergara. Bergara. Um, it's a fucking beautiful looking book. I'm, I'm very pumped. excited to fucking dig into this shit. Um, after that, I think we might be going to BP, right? Let me see. Take that so, page. yeah, we're gonna be doing Black Panther Man Without Fear, which yeah, is easily my favorite Black Panther run. Uh, Jeff Tay Palo, and then um, we have a lot of art by Francisco uh, Francavella, which he's a great artist. But I really like this book because following up Shadowland after Daredevil oh, has been right. turned demon, and he's essentially giving up. He's leaving the the man of you know the Daredevil mantle for a little while. And yeah, and it so gives T'Challa it, picks it up. Yeah, to T'Challa. Oh, he gives it he explicitly. Requests, yeah, T'Challa. he requests T'Challa to kind of take the place I mean, as the guardian. That's of a good call, honestly. Hell's Kitchen. So it's it's a little wild, and I'm ready to get deep into this because um, you wouldn't expect T'Challa to go completely. Um, you know, go to a completely different country and like take up someone else's mantle. Yeah, as to defend royalty, their homeland. As yeah. he is royalty, you know, it's 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 bonkers. But I I think that's what makes it a good read. Yeah, and it's got a lot of moments where I, from what I remember, T'Challa is very human. It's like him, 
you know, on the daily, you know, it's like a slice of life of like yeah. him with like just normal New Yorkers. And I remember that being like something great about it. So I'm really pumped to kind of re-explore it again. Yeah. Um, so. Currently in Zdarsky's run, mm-hmm. big spoiler, because it, it was it was a big um, Spoil city. spoiler on online the day it came out. Um, Electra is currently holding the Daredevil mantle. Oh, at oh. the time of recording this, at least. Um, if you were to write a Punisher, or no, excuse me, Daredevil book, and you couldn't have Matt Murdock as Daredevil, and you couldn't re- do something that someone else has already done, like T'Challa or Electra, who would you put in the Daredevil suit? Danny Rand. I was going to say <laughs> the Danny same Rand thing. too. <laughs> Damn. Okay. It's because it makes sense. He's another New York hero yeah. that has a very similar, not power set. You know what I mean? He's just but a he's, brawler. You know? No, but he's as flexible if mm-hmm. if as Daredevil is. So yeah, I, I think he's I think someone that's who a great would fit. perfectly fit into the role. Exactly. Okay. Well, awesome. Um, can't wait for next week, man. I will see you then. Or I will see you on another time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.